This is AmericasWebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. Good morning and welcome to the Business Hour. I'm Ron Camacho, your host. And today the business at hand is the business of supporting the film, music, digital entertainment industry here in the state of Georgia. The state of Georgia has been a very ambitious uh, team, if you will. Uh, It's had a very uh, comprehensive approach to uh, supporting the industry uh, vis-a-vis the uh, Department of Economic Development and the Film, Music, and Digital Entertainment Office. Um, Many people think that uh, the Georgia uh, film, music, digital entertainment industry has grown at a steep pace strictly because of tax credits. And tax credits have certainly played their part, and we'll talk a little bit about it, but there's so much more to it. And I'm very pleased to have as my guest Craig Dominey with the Department of Economic Development and their film, uh, music, and entertainment, digital entertainment group, to give us uh, a layer of details about what uh, the state actually does to support existing uh, production companies here, but also to will production companies to the state of Georgia. And um, I think you're going to find uh, some of what Craig has to say very interesting. So welcome to the Business Hour, Craig. Thank you. Glad to be here. Um, now, uh, Craig, l- let me have you offer a very broad brush uh, overview of what uh, the Department of Economic Development's mission is. Uh, we, we would be remiss if we did not talk about um, the department in that um, it's it's part of the, the, what the film, um, music, and digital entertainment group uh, does is part of this larger orchestrated effort on the part of uh, Georgia, and 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 more successfully than many states, I might add. Um, so let's just touch on what the Georgia Department of Economic Development uh, does. Okay. Well, um, I guess to put it simply, we're the sales and marketing arm for the state of Georgia. Our, our um, mission is to attract new business investment to the state and to encourage the growth of existing industries here. We've got several departments in economic development. It's everything from global commerce to uh, tourism to the Georgia Council for the Arts and, of course, the the film, music, and digital entertainment division. And and, uh, all our missions are pretty much the same as to encourage the growth of uh, industries here and attract new business. Um, What a lot of people don't realize is that when you have a – a company like Mercedes-Benz, a high-profile company like Mercedes-Benz coming to um, Atlanta, that it takes that larger orchestrated approach, um, the sales and marketing, um, right through um, the providing of a trained uh, employee base and uh, and a great place to live. Um, uh, In the case of uh, film, music, uh, and digital entertainment, and we are going to be focusing more on film uh, than anything. We, you know, we've had a series of programs dedicated to the film industry, film and television, um, but we'll, we'll 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 mention music and digital entertainment because they are under the umbrella of the uh, the office of film, music, and digital entertainment. But in the case of 
organizations or production companies like EUE Screen Gems and Pinewood Studios, um, there's a very concerted uh, and and well orchestrated effort to to work with those large scale production companies to bring them to uh, to to Atlanta. And so, let's sort of walk through what might happen um, if. Um, if I've got a medium-sized production company and I'm in Vancouver and I've been producing in Vancouver, um, which is another uh, film production um, capital of North America, um, what happens? Are, are typically uh, and 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 maybe before we get into that, I should even have you explain a little bit about your specific role because if you're involved in the early stages, it's going to take a little slightly different complex uh, take on a slightly different complexion than. Uh, them contacting the office in general. So we're going to back up and have you tell us what what it is that uh, the area that you specialize in. Well, I, I really do two things at the office. The the one of my primary tasks is I promote the state's filming locations to productions that are thinking of coming here. We're uh, these days we're one of the top three production centers in the United States. We get a, a uh, a hard look from just about every major motion picture and TV show that's looking for a place to to shoot in and, and base out of. So, um, you know, one of it's it's great to have incentive programs and things like that, but creatively they have to be able to make Georgia work for whatever the production is. So, one of my tasks is to kind of set these shows up with preliminary ideas for shooting locations, like if it's a, a let's say a, a futuristic movie like we've had Hunger Games and, and shows like that, you know, um, when they're first getting started, I will help them find some places in Georgia that may work visually for, you know, futuristic locations. You know, it may be modern office complexes or, in the case of those movies, uh, abandoned warehouses, you know, big industrial complexes. Um, we'll go out and and uh, and search for those, you know, and kind of get them started. In addition to helping them find production office and and a crew and things like that. Um, the second thing I do at the office is, and we I'm sure we'll get into it, is um, I run a program called Camera Ready that we started a few years ago. We're one of the only, we're really the only state to have a program like it. And essentially what we've done is uh, created a network of film liaisons in every county in the state of Georgia. Georgia has 159 counties. So we have 100 and, well, actually we have more than that, but uh, 159 plus uh, film liaisons throughout the state of Georgia who can help on the local level because it really is a, it's an industry that's, that's uh, all over the state now. They're filming in parts of the state that have uh, not seen filming before. Various, not just big movies and TV shows, but also commercials, uh, reality television shows, documentaries, music videos. I mean, we deal with just about every kind of production. So it's been very helpful to have this network of people that uh, we can turn to when we need assistance on the local level. We'll we'll actually drill down just a little bit uh, more into uh, film the film ready program uh, in a bit. Um, I want to um, talk about this notion that a production company might have um, some very specific location needs. And when you stop to think about it, um, you can either shoot uh, a, a film uh, or a television program in a studio and on a soundstage. Um, or uh, in the case of things like the Hunger Games, the sets, the um, the setting, 
and the locations are a crucial part. I mean, visually, uh, they became become part of the signature of the film, and and it is definitely one of the things that we have going for us uh, versus uh, a lot of states and in the case of the metro area uh, an urban environment that that can provide this very full range you mentioned modern there's no other city in the US that has any more modern office parks than we do there could be one or two with more but even that's hard to imagine when you think about the greater metro area and when you think of warehouses and you think of residential the full range mm-hmm. uh, from a barrio looking uh, environment a a uh, a commercial, uh, urban, uh, residential area to some very, very beautiful neighborhoods. I mean, we we have this incredible range, don't we? Yeah, I mean, the the state really does, and that's been one of our um, our, our best uh, selling points to the industry for many, many years. I mean, it's Georgia is known as a very diverse state as far as landscapes go. Uh, we've got. We've got a coastline. We've got mountains. We have a lot of rural farmland. We have uh, quaint small towns. We've got big metropolitan areas. And where this comes into play and and becomes very important uh, even today is that this enables us to be the location for a wide variety of of productions. You know, not everything that we get is set in the south or set in in Georgia, obviously. You know, we, we stand in for various cities in the uh, throughout the world um we've been rio de janeiro before um we've been new york many times washington dc um you know just many different places of course we've been other futuristic societies we've been other planets i mean we've been just about uh, about everything so because we have these diverse looks we get a lot more productions that are able to pull their their shoots off uh, creatively and be able to find what they need um, we get a lot of obviously historical pieces and uh, and um, you know just about everything so the diversity has really helped we, we have um, cities like Savannah or Brunswick on the coast for example that are um, have uh, a um, a microcosm of some of what we were describing that you might find in a city like Atlanta, plus uh, beaches and, and, and the ocean, and not too far from from farmland. Are we finding more productions? Are are you uh, helping uh, to guide more production companies uh, to our coast? Uh, sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, certainly Savannah, Tybee Island has seen uh, that area has seen a lot of filming over our our. Uh, history with the industry in Georgia uh, and there's a lot more that's going down toward Brunswick and and uh, Jekyll Island we had um, we had the second Anchorman movie down there recently um, X-Files actually you know a funny example of what we were talking about a few minutes ago is that the one of the last or more recent X-Files movies used Jekyll Island as Cuba. If, any, if your audience has seen um, that particular X-Files movie, there was a showdown on the beach uh, that was supposed to be the Bay of Pigs, and they just went to a beach at Jekyll and computer-generated some of the jungle, and uh, it stood in for Cuba. Um, so you just never know what kind of request you're going to get. In, in fact, you know, I come from a state that has this very broad range of uh, geography, and that's California. But when you stop to think about it, Georgia's got everything from the beaches to the mountains as well, uh, rural settings. And and one big difference is that uh, Georgia has a, a range that you can't even find in California, and that's that the, the tropical-like environments. 
you know, Jekyll uh, and Cumberland and those I- the islands mm-hmm. have a little bit of that quality. You, you actually find vegetation that you might find in a more tropical jungle-like setting, uh, not to mention the swamps, uh, mm-hmm. which uh, I will be surprised if we start to see more productions that leverage the swamps uh, at some point in time. Oh, yeah. We, we had a TV show called Swamp Murders here just recently that was they used a swamp near Augusta for that show. So uh, that's, a, that's a perfect example. Um, we're going to be taking a break in, in, in a bit, and I wanted you to talk a little bit about, uh, you know, almost walk us through what happened when one very popular um, program in a production company that um, may or may not have been looking for a small town, um, because uh, as I recall, uh, they may have happened upon uh, the the uh, the small town as an asset to the production uh, of The Walking Dead, but I want to have you uh, take that example very specifically. It's certainly a high-profile uh, production, but the story behind how that unfolded and how um, one town became the site for um, growth associated with uh, the production and uh, actual skilled people that uh, were attracted to that area it's a it's a, it's a prime example so w- when we come back after this break I'll have you tell us a little bit about how um, the Walking Dead came to be associated with this one particular town we're here with Craig Devenny of the Georgia Economic Development Department and specifically the Office of Film Music and Digital Entertainment we're talking about what it takes to support uh, the film production industry and woo them to the state of Georgia. We'll be talking with Craig Moore right after this break. Don't be hoodwinked by the left who wants you to believe the fairy tale that we can power America on butterflies, rainbows, and pixie dust. I'm Marita Noon. Get the truth about energy on my show, America's Voice for Energy, only on America's Web Radio. Affordable health insurance was the promise of Obamacare, but for many, the government mandate caused more problems than it solved. This is Dr. Elena George from Medicine on Call, and I want to tell you about a truly affordable alternative allowed under Obamacare, Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare bypasses doctor and hospital panels, giving you the freedom to choose, and with a maximum of $500 out-of-pocket per person and 100% coverage up to $1 million per year per occurrence, you can rest assured knowing you and your family are protected. Coverage starts as low as $107 per month and also includes dental, vision, pharmacy, and holistic care. Liberty HealthShare puts you back in charge of your health. Visit them online at libertyoncall.org. Again, for a true affordable alternative to Obamacare, visit libertyoncall.org or call toll-free 1-800-714-6993 today. This is Peter Wallace, inviting you to listen every Sunday morning to Day One with inspiring preachers from America's mainline churches on americaswebradio.com. Watchdog is a term given an organization like the United States Justice Foundation, which since 1979 has been watching out and, when necessary, taking the appropriate action from testifying to litigating to protect our constitutional rights. USJF, a nonprofit organization, is nationally recognized not only as a watchdog, but many in the government, as well as those involved in legal cases, have also called the USJF a bulldog. 
for the tenacious approach in their presentation and proof of what is right. Find out more at www.usjf.net. Support USJF as they support you. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to the Business Hour. We're here with Craig Domini of Georgia's Office of, or rather Georgia's Department of Economic Development and the Office of Film, Music, and Digital Entertainment. We were talking about supporting the film industry, specifically film and television, uh, more so than the music or digital entertainment industry, but much of what we're talking about does apply uh, to those other areas. Before the break, we alluded or I alluded to the fact that there was one town that sort of become a centerpiece in a production, uh, the production of The Walking Dead. And Craig, walk us through how that that all unfolded. Um, they didn't just come here necessarily and say, we want a town that would become like the perfect place for us to uh, have a focus on, on uh, multiple episodes. Uh, how, how did that all come about? Well, uh, and for those I'm assuming a lot of folks in your audience watch the show and will be familiar with uh, some of what I'm about to talk about. But, uh, of course, The Walking Dead is based on a graphic novel, so there were certain locations that they go to to follow along with that story. Um, The first season of the show was largely shot around Atlanta, but when they got to season two, it called for a a farmhouse location. A lot of the action was going to take place in and around this farmhouse. And... um, they found a place that was down in in the, the Sonoy area for that, and uh, and while they were there, you know they needed other things like they needed a production office and they needed stage space, and there just so happened to be uh, one of our oldest uh, stage complexes, one of the first uh, Riverwood Studios, which was just down the road from this uh, location. So that all worked out, and so uh, they kind of liked it down there. And they, when they came back for the next year, they needed a, a prison. Uh, a lot of the action takes place in an abandoned prison. Uh, and rather than try to use an existing jail, they just decided to build the jail at the stages. Um, and that worked out very well for them. You know, the, if, you, if the audience is familiar with the prison yard that was in that, that year, you know, that was basically the back of the stage. Um, the stages themselves had facades put on them so that they looked more like a prison. Um, and then eventually they needed a small town, and right down the road from that set was uh, Sonoy. And uh, they transformed that into Woodbury, which is kind of funny because there is an actual town called Woodbury just a few miles from Sonoy. They got a lot of uh, visitors down there who were kind of confused. <laughs> didn't look like the town they remembered uh, on the show. But um, So they used the town, and then they used a lot of – because their production office was located down there, they tried to find most of their locations within a certain mile radius of, of, the, uh, of the office. So there were a lot of uh, – other small towns and railroads and woods and things like that that were all in that area so they kind of became the show that was based in in that county you utilized a lot of the resources uh it's been a huge uh, economic development shot in the arm for that area i mean if you if anyone is familiar with what sonoy looked like just 10 plus years ago and what it looks like now its growth is is extraordinary um and they've had a lot of of um 
new shops that have been built there, a lot of restaurants, um, housing developments. It's a very, it's a much bigger uh, area than it used to be. And they really credit that to The Walking Dead. I mean, because a lot of fans can come there on um, on movie tour uh, buses and they come into town, they recognize the town from the show, uh, they take pictures down there and then they obviously go to the restaurants and they, uh, they go to the shops and they spend a lot of money. Uh, and The Walking Dead, actually, they have a store that's in the middle of town, which almost every time you go there, there's a line going out the door for people that are buying memorabilia from the show. Um, so it, that town, and Covington is another great example, but uh, Sonoy is a town that really is sort of the poster child for film tourism and its, uh, its economic impact, because that's another part of the equation that our office is really – um, promoting and is excited about is just the explosive growth in film tourism in our state because we have all this production and we're the the home to these very popular TV shows and, and uh, feature films. You know, m- many of our listeners um, are aware and some aren't uh, at all aware that I have a marketing communications uh, background for a couple of decades and still work with some urban revitalization-related groups. And, and right here where we're based in Sandy Springs, uh, a, a suburb of, of Atlanta, there was a revitalization organization dedicated to helping uh, the city uh, with its urban design but also its economic development. And through the years, I've worked with organizations like uh, Main Street USA, which helps a lot of towns around the U.S. too, uh, cultivate uh, more commerce and to uh, improve their economic development. But you can't have anything better than what happened in Sonoy. Um, it, it's a rare example. I mean, there are, I'm sure, other examples uh, around Georgia and around the U.S. Um, where a production company adopted a town and it had this positive uh, effect. But uh, if I'm not mistaken, I've heard an interview or two, and residents and city officials in Sonoy would attribute uh, um, their singular steep economic growth to um, the program The Walking Dead. Now, one of the other things that has gone on, and I, I'm certain that um, Riverwood Studios ha- have expanded in this process of wooing production companies to the state of Georgia, uh, you want to impress them with uh, talent um, in the form of crew that are skilled to build the sets, to build that prison uh, set, um, to uh, be the electricians, you know, the gaffs, the, the grips. Um, all of those people previously were always imported uh, into uh, Atlanta and into the state of Georgia. But we now are growing with hundreds and thousands of skilled technical folks so that um, that town, uh, I, I dare say, has residents, that uh, many of whom are dedicated to the Walking Dead production, but who are also available to other studios and for other productions uh, in and around the state of Georgia. I mean, is that is that not true? Sure. I mean, there, there many people have have moved here. I mean, Georgia has always had a pretty robust um, film industry, even before the incentive program. So we had a, a large crew base and um, great infrastructure and support services. But obviously, because of the level of production that's here now, it's it's really um, 
the, exploded in growth uh, over the past few years. And uh, we have a lot of folks who are being trained now uh, through the Georgia Film Academy and, and organizations like that that are going to be able to work on these on these. Um, Productions, and we've also had a lot of folks from other states that have moved here because, for example, North Carolina decided to uh, to do away with their incentive program, so a lot of their workers came this direction. We've had a lot of people from LA move here, so uh, so we really have a, a very large crew base. It's very important when we get these shows, like a especially like a Marvel or a Hunger Games level or Fast and Furious. Uh, we have to have the infrastructure and the crew to support it. We don't want them to have to, like you said, bring out all the workers from L.A. and New York necessarily or, or wherever they are. I mean, we want to put as many Georgians to work as we can. Um, so it's important for us to have this crew base to support. And it just adds to the budget as well mm-hmm. to yeah, find in people. Yeah, because they have to stay in hotels, and that's that's that costs money. And so for somebody to be able to sleep in their own bed and go to work, that's that's important. They, they really want to hire as many local people as they can. Now, I have had uh, some conversations with some folks, and I may have mentioned this to you prior to the program, that uh, there are people in the industry in the state of North Carolina, primarily around Wilmington, where the Wilmington Studios were a a thriving, growing uh, production uh, facility. It was originally started by Dino De Laurentiis, if I'm not mistaken, Mm -hmm. for one of the King Kong productions. And uh, and uh, following that, you know, er- everything from um, uh, the Last of the Mohicans uh, to the um, uh, Matlock series, for example. Uh, you know, it was a, a thriving um, production facility. But when that state chose to um, pull back on, on its tax credits, we definitely were the beneficiary of some talent that, that came to uh, Atlanta. But... Uh, I have had conversations where I pointed out to them that the growth of the industry in Georgia has really uh, been consistent. The tax credit certainly gave uh, the industry a boost, but way back to Jimmy Carter, um, we created the Office of Film, uh, Music, and Digital Entertainment. And, And although it may not have been exactly that, I don't know if digital entertainment was... We've gone through many names. That's right. Depending on what the technology is at the time. (laughs) Right, right. And who knows where we'll go, you know, be like in holographic, uh, you know, entertainment. Yeah. Uh, But uh, it goes back to to Jimmy Carter. And and so we have a history of looking ahead, looking around the curve, of being supportive of of the industry. And it goes beyond just tax credits. So it's not strictly that... uh, we have tax credits and you don't. Well, there was no such thing back then. It wasn't even a concept people thought of. They, they, these, the studios were coming here because it was cheaper to shoot in Georgia or another state than California. Um, and the movie that started it in '73 was Deliverance. That um, when that movie shot up in Rabin County, it had uh, significant economic impact on that region. And so Governor Carter wanted to form an office to bring more of that. I mean, that's still our mission is to is to bring uh, these these productions to Georgia, and um, and also I have to we talk about film tourism. I mean, it sounds crazy, but uh, Deliverance is credited for uh, creating the whitewater rafting industry. It's it's uh, sounds that's if you've right. seen I'm the movie, it, it sounds boost, right to the yeah. Tutuga area and to all of those uh, whitewater areas. Um, do we know if um, Burt Reynolds uh, sort of 
there was a carryover, uh, and the production of Sharky's Machine uh, did 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 that sort of was that a secondary boost to production here locally? Oh, I'm sure it 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 was. Um, yeah, I mean he he did uh, and he did, of course did Smokey and the Bandit here too, and that was another one. I mean when when we talk about film tourism, you know we we get calls in the office for for movies from the seventies, from the eighties, older TV shows. I mean folks are watching. I mean just a movie or a TV show is released and then it doesn't go away. It's it's out in the marketplace for many many years, so it's not unusual for us to get calls from tourists that want to visit locations from some older. Uh, projects. So we always tell the communities that when they're thinking of hosting a film production, if, if there are tourism benefits, I mean, this is a potential economic impact that can happen for years and years down the road, not just immediately. Well, and, and that's that's the momentum that I was talking about. Again, I was reminding them that it wasn't just having tax credits, which is a major part of it, but there were all these other support mechanisms in place. We're talking with Craig Domeni of the Department of Economic Development's Film, Music, and Digital Entertainment Office. We've been talking about how they support the the film industry uh, primarily uh, and television. And we're going to come back with Craig and talk about uh, a few other things. We'll focus more on the Camera Ready program. We'll talk about uh, uh, the Moonlit Road is something I want to touch on. Uh, I'll just uh, entice listeners with that mention and I won't say anything else about it. Um, we'll be back to talk with Craig more after this break. This is Daryl Pullis inviting you to listen to America's Homegrown Veggie Show right here every Saturday morning at 10 Eastern Time. Great guests, great tips, and valuable information about growing your own vegetables, fruits, and herbs. Whether cruising the strip at a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's D-O-C-S, the number four, patientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. This is Dr. Susan Blank, host of Detailing Addiction and Medical Director of the Atlanta Healing Center. Please join me on Tuesday afternoons at 4 p.m. When four members of Congress all die within four months, each of their deaths appears to be from natural causes. But when mysterious messages begin to appear in the form of quotations from long-dead revolutionary heroes, one reporter sets out to prove the existence of a serial killer. His search discovers dark secrets and an assassin shielded by people who need the very services that only he can provide. The Sun Silas Rising, a novel by Doug Dahlgren, on Kindle or paperback through Amazon.com. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to the Business Hour. I'm Ron Camacho, your host, and... We've been talking with Craig Domini of the Georgia Department of Economic Development's Film, Music, and Digital Entertainment Office. It's an office that offers support to existing uh, production companies uh, ranging from film and digital entertainment to 
uh, music and television, and we've been primarily focusing on uh, film and, and, and television productions, um, which uh, have grown uh, almost exponentially in terms of uh, uh, the contribution to the state of Georgia's revenue uh, picture. And um, we have been talking about uh, the impact of some of these productions on, on some of the cities. And before um, we went down the path talking about the, the city of Sonoy and the relationship with The Walking Dead, I was um, asking you to tell us a little bit about what you do so that we could talk about a production company. We'll go back to our hypothetical example of the production company in Vancouver. It could be Toronto. It could be L.A. or New York. Um, which which actually brings me to the question of um, um, where these production companies come from, um, which you, you can address. Uh, it, it would be uh, natural for us to see uh, uh, Los Angeles, New York, Toronto, Vancouver, maybe Austin, Texas, but they could come from anywhere. And mm-hmm. uh, So walk us through um, what it is and when it lands in your lap because one of their primary... Uh, interest is um, a location or multiple locations, and boom, Craig, take it away. Um, um, how could that unfold? Because you might have to do homework before you talk to them. You might go out and, and scout before you talk to them. Um, talk to us a little bit about it. the hypothetical production company from Vancouver that wants to come here, and they're saying, Craig. Uh, that there's a there's a need for some locations. Well, uh, traditionally, the way it works is we'll we'll find out about a project that's considering Georgia. Let's just say it's a, a feature film, and uh, typically they'll send a, a screenplay uh, or a location breakdown. I'll read through it, and we have a very sophisticated uh, digital photo library in the office. Uh, that's uh, a private database that we have. And it's, it has thousands of locations from throughout the state that are tagged with keywords. So when I read the script and it says, um, you know, we're looking for an antebellum farmhouse, we're looking for a small town, we're looking for a swamp, we're looking for, you know, whatever it is, uh, we can put together a, a tailored location package and send it to the production company in an email that they can open up and they'll see this is the scene that takes place in the swamp this is the scene that takes place in the small town and and these photos will be there of of um different locations that may work for them and typically they'll respond and say this you know i like this one i don't like that one um we'd like to come to georgia and take a look for ourselves because you know photos only tell you so much you really just have to be there um so they'll fly a team of people out here sometimes it's the producer director production designer um executives, you know, whoever it might be, and we will go in a van to these locations. If it's on the coast, we may fly down there, um, and we will show them what we got. What we got. And if they, if they uh, like it after that, then typically everything kind of accelerates. Uh, they open up a production office, and then they, <clears throat> excuse me, they hire their own location personnel, location scouts and managers who go out and find the fine details. We kind of provide the, the, the overall picture, and they go out and find the specific houses or whatever it might be. What it does do, Craig, is, is uh, it puts you um, temporarily in that position 
that a lot of the internal location scouts for a production company are in. Um, only you're external to the company, and and you're actually playing uh, somewhat of a creative role, uh, even though you might be relying on an existing uh, digital photo library. Uh, it's almost as if you're um, creating uh, visuals uh, to support the script, and in many cases, they probably look at some of these locations and, and think this is dead on, and, and may even tell you that most of this looks very good, uh, you know, th- we want to tweak this or that, but um, it has you, it ha- it's that part of your job. Even though you might be sitting down looking at a digital, it's not you walking uh, through the woods. It's not you, like, looking for a lake. It's not you looking for um, a, a beach setting. You're, you're sitting uh, at a computer uh, looking through digital photo files. But it really has you in this creative role, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it does, and that's that's the fun part of it. Um, and then, like I mentioned earlier, we've got this this network of camera ready that these folks are encouraged to take photographs of of potential filming locations in their communities, and they are able to, for their county, upload these photos into our database. So a lot of what I find in this database is either stuff that we shot or sometimes there are locations that have been sent to us by private property owners or the camera-ready liaisons, and they, they may be places I've never seen before. I mean, this is a – it's always shocking to me how massive this state is and how much territory we have and just the various locations that uh, that we don't even know about. And it's it's fun to kind of see that and put it together in these in these location packages. Well, being the largest state um, geographically in geographic area east of the Mississippi, I mean that that's a consideration. And then 159 counties with more than that number of liaisons. Um, that was a brilliant um, uh, program, uh, and, and if I'm not mistaken, that was uh, your creation, the camera ready. Program. Well, there was a ver- there was an earlier version of it, but what certainly what it is now, um, I, I created a lot of, of 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 how the program operates, and then because we were able to invest in this uh, digital photo database, that's made it very easy for the communities. I mean, really, we're talking. There, there are certain areas of the state that see a lot of production, you know, naturally because they may be close to Atlanta or they have been known as a film center in the past. But there are parts of the state that have more opportunity than they ever did to promote their assets to directly to Hollywood, where they wouldn't uh, have had that before. And uh, that's where the Camera Ready program's really been helpful. This is um, somewhat tangential, but because we're talking about the, the Department of Economic Development and uh, the link to, to tourism, for example, uh, is, uh, is almost an inextricable uh, linkage. Um, is it fair to say that the uh, Office of Film, uh, Music, and Digital Entertainment may very well have the absolutely best collection of images of the state of Georgia, and that if you do your job right and you have people who can take reasonably good photographs, uh, you're, you're shooting some of the most scenic uh, and, and, and beautiful dimensions of those 159 counties. And so that's got to be, I would seem to me, the preeminent source for visuals. Who else has access to that? Does the, the larger department ever utilize the visuals? Do they ever send down and say, hey, um, we we have uh, a uh, an automobile mobile manufacturing company and, and they said they'd like to be in such and such a setting. Could you send us some photos of... Of beach towns? Does that ever happen? 
Um, yeah, sometimes we share photographs. I mean, I've, I would say our, our particular database has a wide variety of quality of photographs. I mean, we've got some beautiful ones that are shot by professionals, but because our database, the public can put their own locations in there, their own homes, their own farms. You know, sometimes we get photos that are shot with an iPhone um, that may not be, you know, something you frame and put on your wall, but it is something that at least gives us and the production company an idea of what the place looks like, and then they can send their own professionals to come shoot it as the production dictates. Absolutely. I mean, you know, a representative image that gives you a good idea, and not to mention that these days a lot of people are shooting some pretty nice things on their on their uh, on their phones. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the, the the cameras in your phones uh, allow you to take a lot of different uh, quality of images. And if you have assigned someone as the liaison, which by the way, that's a kind of a pretty cool designation. You were talking to me about showing up in some of these counties early on. It may have seemed a little strange, but after you had a few and you let them know that the Department of Economic Development film. Uh, office is designating people to be um, part of our camera ready program and our liaisons. I'm sure that it had a lot of people then feeling pretty good about being a part of the larger mission of the office and uh, and taking their photographs a little more seriously. I would imagine. Uh, yeah, a, a lot of them do, and a lot of them uh, find some a talented person in the community to go out and and uh, and take these photographs for them. So it's kind of each community is is different, but. But it's they recognize the importance of it because that's really the way that we get these communities out to our uh, these Hollywood decision makers at the outset is all based on visual location photographs. Yeah, and you probably don't even have to say to them if you'd like to see your community put on the map, so to speak. Um, please uh, supply us with these, uh, mm-hmm. these visuals because it'll help us get a production uh, a crew out to, uh, to your county or your city. Um, uh, shame on me, but I'm envisioning I'm, I'm, I'm an incorrigible creative director guy who um, has worked in enough print ads that I see a full-page ad with uh, 159 images in the shape of the state of Georgia that have representative images with a few of them that are just knock-dead gorgeous images coming out of that map. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know, to put in Variety uh, uh, magazine. Uh because I think that, you know, it would be really impacting to, mm-hmm. to, to see this montage of, of, of images crossing 159 counties. Um, we're going to be taking another break, but when we come back, uh, Craig, I want you to tell us a little bit about um, uh, what's going on uh, with some of the major studios, EUE, Screen Gems, Pinewood Studios, Eagle Rock Studios, um, how it is that you help the some of the existing studios. I don't know if you've uh, been asked by the Tyler Perry uh, people to help them at at all since they're more locally based. uh, uh, But we'll talk about supporting the the existing production companies. And then uh, I'm going to have you talk a little bit about uh, the Moonlit Road. We're here with Craig Dominey of the Georgia Department of Economic Development's Film, Music, and Entertainment, Digital Entertainment Office. We'll be back with Craig right after this break. This is Dr. George from Peachtree ENT Center. We've won patient care awards and have the highest patient recommendations because we believe in practicing medicine the old-fashioned way. Practicing good medicine is based in listening to the patient and making a care plan that is individual. The best medical care is given when there is a strong doctor-patient relationship built on mutual trust and respect. 
At Peachtree ENT Center, we believe in taking care of the whole patient because healing is more than writing a prescription. Whether you have problems hearing, have frequent throat or sinus infections, from the time you call our office and speak to a real person, you will be treated as an individual and not as an ailment. During your visit, you will not be rushed and all your questions will be answered. When possible, natural treatments will be recommended to fix the problem. If surgery is recommended, cost-effective, minimally invasive treatment for snoring, sleep apnea, or sinus problems will be offered because Peachtree ENT Center is where patient care counts. Did you miss a show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on americaswebradio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com anytime you like. With all the back and forth in today's politics, it seems as though the Constitution gets lost in the mix. If you want to brush up on your Constitution, then join Michael Conley every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. for the show Our Constitution on AmericasWebRadio.com. The disease of addiction is a life-altering challenge, not just for the person suffering its effects, but also for the family and friends who support and love the one caught in its grasp. What should be the course of treatment? Who is the best person to render treatment? And what is the best place to go for the care that is needed? We know that you want answers to these and many more questions. Call 770-696-9862 and speak to a representative of the Atlanta Healing Center. They can tailor a program specifically designed to address the needs of the person suffering with an addiction or give you guidance as to where that help may be found. Information is the key, and the trained staff at AHC is here to assist. If you wish, you can also get more information on the website located at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to the Business Hour. We're here with Craig Domini of the Office of Film, Music, and Digital Entertainment, uh, a division of the Georgia Economic Development uh, Department. And uh, we would be remiss if we did not talk about the economic impact of this area on the state of Georgia. Mm -hmm. What we're talking about is a multi-billion dollar industry. And in many cases, people uh, don't realize that... uh, as we said, you know, it wasn't just the tax credits, but the offering tax credits uh, to production companies certainly gave a boost to the growth of the industry uh, here in the state of Georgia. But it has paid itself back in many ways because production companies do come here knowing that they could save hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars because of the scope of some of our productions, but in turn, it's generated billions. So, Craig, tell us a little bit about uh, uh, the big numbers, the gee whiz uh, big numbers that it contributes to the state uh, of Georgia, but also people are not aware of sometimes the ripple effect that occurs from uh, a production company with X number of employees who become full-time residents who uh, are then uh, well-paid professionals that contribute in the way of, of, of taxes. So let's talk about uh, um, how, uh, how much money is generated and, and, uh, and how that money is generated. Um, 
Well, in the last fiscal year, the the total uh, economic impact in the in, from the industry in the state was six billion dollars. Um, with more than 1.7 billion in in direct spending, uh, we had um, you know multiple productions that shot here that contributed to that number, and it's really been a um, an industry that's it, normally when we give presentations we have this this graph that we show that shows from the beginning of the incentive program to now just the the growth in in um, an economic impact, and it's really been astounding. I mean, in the first 25 years of the office's existence, we, I think the economic impact was, uh, in one year, was double what it was in the first 25 years of the office's existence. So, so it's been, um, it's been very exciting for us to, to see that, and, and it's, uh, you know, the, the incentive program, which we, we may want to get into in a little detail what that is for your audience, but, it's really been something that, that has not only um, brought you know per- certain productions here that kind of come and go, but it really has created a, a, a vast infrastructure network in the state. I mean, a, a lot of your audience members may drive down. An example right now is Union City or Doraville and see these these big. Um, like in Doraville's case, it was the old GM plant in Union City. There was an old shopping mall that just sat there empty for many, many years. And now they are in the process are going to be turned into uh, film studios. And they seem to be popping up everywhere. And it's really uh, a cool visual to show to people. It said, yeah, it's great to have big movie stars come to town and, and film for a bit. But this is really what it's leading to is, is this growth in infrastructure. And, and those companies have folks that have full-time jobs that, that work there, not just the shows that, that come and go with crew, but full-time employees. Um, all the businesses that have opened in Georgia to support the industry. Uh, we have a lot of companies that have either relocated here or opened uh, satellite offices in Georgia uh, because we have the industry here. So it's led to a lot more uh, permanent infrastructure in the state than just uh, the actual production itself. You know, people um, uh, may not realize that um, when you talk about major production companies, um, many of whom traveled here from other parts uh, crews that came from other parts of the, the country and all the expense associated with that. When you have a production company like an EUE Screen Gems or a Pinewood Studios or even Tyler Perry creating uh, permanent um, staging, uh, permanent uh, production facilities um, uh, that in turn uh, influence uh, other production uh, companies to want to come and utilize those, those studios um, that also grows that uh, that skilled uh, crew base, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it, 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 it it helps to take us uh, into having thousands of, of skilled um, technicians, if you will, you know, s- uh, set uh, construction people, electrical people, sound people, um, skilled um, technicians um, for uh, production and post production, post production facilities. You know, they're, they're, though these are all businesses that in many cases, you know, are contributing. They may be getting some tax credit benefits. And, and by the way, you know, the, the, I, this is a, something that occurred to me r- recently was um, 
There has been some criticism of, of tax rates for corporations in the United States and how we may be losing uh, companies uh, to other countries. Um, this would be the reverse. This would be very selective, uh, a system of selective tax credits that is bringing other uh, production companies like Pinewood S- Studios, uh, a London-based uh, uh, studio group, um, to uh, the state of Georgia and and it overall is making a contribution revenue wise so that uh, it, it, it is a, a very smart approach to offering tax credits um, and um, you know I think that the Georgia Department of Economic Development deserves a lot of credit in whatever hand it played in influencing um, the legislation and then furthermore by coming up with programs to uh, support the existing production companies here with people like you um, uh, with a team of people um, that are skilled, that have a background, that you know uh, can talk the talk uh, and walk the walk, because you have backgrounds uh, in, in production, and and I think that's probably very appreciated by uh, these these production companies. Um, what did you study in school, Craig? Film, film and TV. But this was back in the the late eighties, so we 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 you know, when when we shot movies back then it was on Super Eight and we went to Kmart to get it developed. So it was it was a long it was ancient times. It's yeah, but before that world. it was in black and white and you know yeah, before and that it was only sound. You know, think uh, the time moves on and, and the office very much keeps up. That's why there's a, uh, a division that's dedicated to digital entertainment, for example. Yeah. Um, and I have to say, since you've gone down this road, that um, it's it, the technology is, because it's advanced so quickly, that it's enabled a lot more filmmakers to be able to, to create um, films and TV shows that maybe didn't have the money or the access before. So we're seeing a lot of, I think what's important about this industry being here, in addition to tourism and uh, direct spend when the shows are here is that it's really it's created a film industry in the state that that we're recognized as a film center to the level of New York and Los Angeles and you know before that you know Toronto is known as a as a major film center for us to have that identity is is very important because not only do we get the bigger and bigger shows that are coming here but a lot more people are able to to live and work in the state and we have a a lot of filmmakers who are creating projects in Georgia and and getting attention and careers so so it's enabled that that world to exist here and not only that but you know um, a pr- small production company in Des Moines or you know in uh, Oklahoma City that is looking uh, to produce something and um, really has not had the best experience in New York or Los Angeles. You know, it's life in the fast lane in both places. There's a lot of red tape. I mean, they can be supportive, but what the Office of uh, Film, uh, Music, and Digital Entertainment has done here is to really uh, welcome those uh, those production companies. And we've been talking. We've thrown around some pretty big names of productions and of uh, studios. But you will be supportive of the smallest production company looking to come uh, to produce something here in Georgia as well. Is that right? Sure. I mean, we, we deal with every kind of, of production, no matter the budget level. Uh, it's important for us to even get calls from students that need help um, and, and may not have a lot of money to shoot their productions. I mean, that student, years from now, because we help them get their movie made, they may turn into a, a famous director down the road, and they may want to stay in Georgia and, and, and be recognized as a Georgia director or producer and, and be able to, to make a living here. So, uh, And the um, 
Office of uh, Film, Music, and Digital Entertainment is, is, is connected with the uh, Georgia Production Partnership folks and uh, Georgia Film Academy. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's really one big family that I have seen as being very mutually supportive of each other, which is, to me, uh, um, one of the strengths um, uh, that exists here in Georgia. Um, Craig, tell us a little bit about uh, the Moonlit Road. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate you letting me plug an outside website on your show. That uh, I I, uh, I love that you did that. But um, I just have to tell your audience that it's it's mine. It's not the state of Georgia necessarily. But I do deal. Oh sure, but you with, know, we're, we're uh, profiling you too. Okay. Well, we'll start. I'll, I'll switch hats. Um, it's a Southern Ghost Story podcast. It's been around since the late '90s. So we were we're one of the the oldest kids on the block. Um, it's it, their collection of folk tales from throughout the South, and uh, we have a similar setup that, to you of a recording studio where we bring in actual storytellers to tell these stories, and um, and then we encourage the audience to visit the places where the story came for, stories come from. So in a way, I'm involved in tourism outside of of this office, but um, you know, in a way, that kind of led to the film office because I I would be researching these stories and see these locations on the road and I would tell the then director of the film office said you know I I know you guys always look for these places and I saw this cool gas station when I was driving around and um, that kind of led to eventually working at the office I see them as perfectly related I think you've managed to integrate uh, 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 sort of an individual uh, project with uh, the work of the uh, uh, Office of Film, uh, Music, and Digital Entertainment. Craig, I want to thank you for taking the time to come on to the Business Hour. You've, thank you. You've uh, shed a little light on, on uh, what the state of Georgia is doing to support the film production uh, industry as well as television, and, uh, and I very much appreciate your efforts uh, and the efforts of the Office of Economic Development, or the Department of Economic Development and the Office of Film, music, and digital entertainment. Um, thank you so much. Sure, thank you. We've been listening to Craig Domeni of the Office of Film, Music, and Digital Entertainment Division of the uh, Georgia Department of Economic Development. You're listening to America's Web Radio and the Business Hour. We're on from 10 to 11 a.m. on Fridays. Have a great weekend. It's really beautiful uh, here in Georgia, and we'll see you next week. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.